Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 303. You know, I, I just would say that this is our world. We can shape it however we want, and I think we should all do the best job we can. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dustin Troyan. Dustin, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am always ready for a fun ride, a crazy ride, any ride. I just love to have fun. All right. Great to have you here. Dustin Troyan is the founder of Connected Media Group. He also started Euro Sunday over 10 years ago, long before cars and coffee was a household term. This led to Supercar Sunday, one of the largest car gatherings in the San Fernando Valley that takes place at the Westfield Promenade Mall. From there, he created Motor for Toys, a charitable foundation that has raised over $5 million for toys for needy children, and it operates at 100% charity. Dustin writes a monthly magazine titled Driven World Magazine. All this, and he still has a day job at Connected Media Group, a company he founded that provides PR and marketing for the automotive marketplace. Dustin, I've told our listeners just a little bit of how crazy busy you are. Take a moment and share some about your business, your interests, and your passion for automobiles. You know, I've always loved cars. Uh, always, always, always. We, we, my family was never in a position that my dad had a, a second play car or a hot rod or, or anything like that. In fact, he drove the same 1978 Ford Courier to 1998. You know, there was nothing fun. You know, I knew how to change oil, and that was it. And um, long story short, I, I was operating a little coffee shop in Woodland Hills called Village Coffee Roaster. We were closed on Sundays. We had this enormous parking lot, and I had the idea of doing a car show. And uh, it took me years to build it, but uh, I built this car show. And, and I reflected back, geez, have I always been a car guy? And I thought about, you know, being 12, 13, 14, and we used to have those folders at school where you could slide a picture in oh, yeah. um, on, on the cover. And I always had car pictures in there, pictures on the wall. I remember all those kids playing with Hot Wheels. We had all the Hot Wheels. I remember I had a my favorite car was a, a split black split window vet, uh, which I still have up in the attic somewhere. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've always loved cars. Always, always, always. You know, and I, if I could have one of everyone, I would. Well, I think we... Many of us and many of the listeners would say that, but you have been so busy doing so many things, and that's why I really wanted to have you on the show, because you 
epitomized the Cars Yeah philosophy, and that is you figured out how to wrap your passion for cars into a vocation and create this spectacular charity group. And we're going to learn more about all these things as we move along. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Dustin, take the wheel. Uh, my success quote would be uh, from the outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, wow. That's a first. <laughs> yeah, something a little different. Uh, it's kind of a mantra. And, and I remember I've watched that show with my family, my dad, geez, millions of times. And there's a scene where, where Chief Dan George says, they told us to endeavor to persevere. Mm. And I never understood what that really meant as a child. And my mom would say it over and over. Uh-huh. You need to endeavor to persevere. Anytime there's a challenge, she'd say, you need to endeavor to persevere. Yeah. And one day it, it really clicked. And, and whatever you're doing, there's always somebody who is worse off, suffering more, in a harder position. And whatever it is you're doing, if you're sweeping a floor, if you're cleaning a toilet, if you're washing a car, if you're, if you're making a million-dollar deal, whatever your challenge is, you have no other option but to endeavor to persevere. And that's the way I see it. What a great quote. I've watched that movie many times too, and I'm going to have to go back and find that quote. That's spectacular. You know, tell me how you've incorporated that into your business and all these ventures you're involved in. You know, I I started the car show and as it gained momentum, my phone started to ring uh, for automotive needs. And, And one of the first things First two things that came up, I had research companies that needed auto enthusiasts or uh, high-net individuals who had Bentleys, Rolls, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and they can't get these people into focus group studies. So they reached out to me and, you know, you're this car guy who does this stuff. Can you assist us? Hmm. You know, over the last 14, 15 years, I, I've made so many friends that I can get on the phone and call these people personally and get them to these focus groups and fill them for them. And I've done it anywhere from, uh, you know, I'm Southern California based, anywhere from uh, Santa Monica to Los Angeles to Monterey for Car Week up there, and then, you know, New York and the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I then had a gentleman walk in one day to this little coffee shop. You know, I made his cappuccino, and he says, you know, what's with all this car stuff out here? And I said, well, I do a little car show. And he says, you know, I record cars for uh, uh, movies and video games with Warner Brothers, and we always need cool cars. Can you assist? Hi. Well, cool. what do you need? Yeah. And he gave me a list of cars, and I laughed. He says, well, what's, you know, can you do it? I said, sure. And he says, how? I said, I'll call my friends. So having put on, geez, somewhere around 800 car shows. Yeah, you got a lot uh, of friends with uh, cool cars. <laughs> you know, I, I, I tried very hard to always put my best foot forward, to not take shortcuts, to really appreciate the car community, my friendships, and I have a lot of trust with a lot of people, which is a real blessing. And uh, I was able to fill, you know, the focus group studies. I was able to get the cars, whether we were doing it on a track or a, a dyno. And my phone just keeps ringing. Can you help us with this? Can you help us with that? Mm-hmm. And I formed Connected Media Group because I had to. And uh, now I, I work closely with, for example, the Auto Gallery, one of the largest uh, automotive groups in Southern California. The world's finest auto detail center is called Lavaggio, Coastline Motorsports, Superchargers Online, uh, Century Tow, a lot, lot of what I'd like to consider in, in their niche the, uh, the, the best there is. But I always put my clients first. I always provide, try to provide more value than agreed upon and getting back to that endeavor to persevere. Uh, everybody's tired, everybody works hard, everyone's looking for an opportunity, and uh, you just have to get it done. No one cares if you're sick, no one cares if you're tired, 
But there's some guy that will always get it done, and, and you have to ask yourself, you know, do you want to be that guy? And I want to be. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying anybody's perfect. But I try, I try, I try, and I have a deep respect for a hardworking person, and I want to be a hardworking person. Well, it's a key attribute for entrepreneurs, tenacity, perseverance, that attitude of you get up early, work hard, go to bed late, and uh, that's how you're successful. Fantastic. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talked a little bit about going back to your youth and loving cars. So many of my guests tell me stories about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy. I was probably 14. Uh, my brother had just gotten a brand new, he was a couple years older than me, a brand new 89 Mustang GT, five-speed Fox body car. And we pulled up next to a 69 Camaro Z28, middle-aged guy in it. The car, car was bitching. You know, this is, you know, 1989, 1990. <laughs> you didn't see, it's not, it's not like today where you see cars everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you never used to see 10, 20, 34 exotic cars, you know. So it was kind of rare for a guy to be driving a car like that on a weekday. Mm-hmm. And he had a kid next to him in the car. And my brother looked at him, and he looked at my brother, and we all knew what we wanted to do. Yeah. My brother just got in the car, and the light turned green, and we all took off. And I remember we, we approached, uh, we came around and turned this red light. We slammed our brakes up. He locked up his brakes, you know, uh, no, no, no ABS. And the <laughs> yes. guy looked at us, and he goes, damn. And it was just such a cool moment. And then I went online. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I went, I went to uh, the recyclers, no online. And I started started researching what a 69 Camaro cost because I wanted one for my first car, which uh-huh. didn't happen. I didn't happen to get one. But I just thought that that car was the coolest car ever, and that guy was the coolest ever. <laughs> and, you know, it was just so cool, the roar of that car and the way it sat. It was red. I remember it. And, you know, it wasn't the fastest car, but it, it, there was just something magical about it, the smell of the exhaust. The guy sitting there, it was like he was, uh, you know, James Dean or something, right? He, he was just, it just stood out. Yeah, very and, cool. And I think that was one of those times where, you know, I geez, I want to get a car like that. Got bit by the Camaro. <laughs> very cool. I love it. Yeah. So, Dustin, what I'd love to do now is, is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, ask you to share a huge challenge or a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. Entrepreneurs, oh my gosh, we're, it's a roller coaster ride. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did you learn from it? You know, I've had, if you, if you choose to look at them as failures, then I'm one giant failure. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the God honest truth. Uh, I have tried... So many things, you know, if you go back to that little coffee shop where all my automotive stuff started, I, I was lucky. I, I operated. The owner was was never really there that much. Uh, he and I were very close, and he allowed me to try all sorts of marketing and branding mm-hmm. on, on a shoestring budget. And and I tried so many things to build that business, and we were doing great until Starbucks came along. Oh. And I tried and tried and tried and failed and failed and failed and failed. You know, I tried to always get that, that register up as high as possible. But I realized that it wasn't failure. It was, okay, that equation didn't work. Go back and rework it. You can't give up. If mm-hmm. you give up, you're lost. Yeah. You know, so you always have to keep trying. And I learned that early on. And I've always been lucky to have uh, mentors in my life. I, most of, uh, I'm 40. I'll be 40 at the end of July. Most of my friends or associates are many years my senior, successful in one way or another, and I'm smart enough to, to try to learn from them and, and to ask a lot of questions and to reach out to them, and they're very kind to offer suggestions. But you always have to try. You know, Get as much information as you can, provide more energy than you think you need, and, and if you fail, 
it's not failing. It's it's you're trying to get to that right equation. You're trying to get the right factors in there, line them up, and and uh, just keep moving forward. Yeah. And if you're you know sometimes it feels like you're flying forward. Sometimes it feels like you're crawling, and sometimes it feels like you're stagnant. But sometimes you need to look back and go, geez, you know, I have come a long way. Sure. But you just can't stop moving. Uh, w- one of the biggest challenges I had was in 2008, you know, we'd been doing the car show at, at this property for about eight years, and it was just pandemonium this huge. It was so incredible. And we would have people trailer cars from out of state to come to oh my gosh. our Sunday in a little, little shopping center. Wow. For three hours. And the single largest holder of commercial property in the United States who owned the property we leased for about 20 years decided it was time to go, and we, we were engaged with a, a, in a lawsuit with them, and it got ugly, and within six weeks, we decided to shut down the business, which was my, my form of income for about 16 years. I was going to college in between all of this, yeah. and everything that I knew to be, my supercar Sunday was gone, which directly reflected Motor for Toys, uh, my charitable foundation. I just started the magazine, and this place I went to every day, it was my life. I poured my heart and soul to it. Yeah. And one foul swoop, I sat down with the owner, Lewis. I said, Lewis, we're done. They don't want us here. I don't like being where I don't want to be. It's no longer fun. It's time to shut it down. Yeah. Everything I knew was gone. The walls that I painted, the shelves that I painted, uh, I had done mosaics in there. I had to gut that place and rip it apart. And it was like killing, you know, a pet or a kid. I mean, it was it was, it was was really part of me that in, in two weeks was gone. It was just gone. Wow. And that was a challenge, but I, I, I look at things in terms of I'm still alive, my family's <laughs> healthy, I yeah. have friends, I'm not starving to death, you know what, I'm so far ahead that this is life and life isn't fair, and you either lay down and die or you get up and fight, and I'm a fighter. There you go. Cool. And uh, we got the car show back, and I got everything back going again with, with, with some help of some really nice people. Well, wonderful story. Thanks for taking us there to a very personal moment in your life. Fantastic. Comes back to that perseverance and tenacity we talked about. Let's shift gears here, Dustin, and go to the other end of the spectrum. If you would share one of those aha moments you have in your career, it's when, as my guest earlier this morning said, the xenon lights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea or a new direction that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. You know, I I think uh, I have a few aha moments. I remember the first time I was going to sit down with a billionaire with a B. You know, my, my father came out of the Catholic orphanage. My mom uh, came out of Detroit, you know, dirt poor. We're strictly middle class. And, and to know a millionaire, you know, was a, a big deal. But to sit down with a billionaire, hmm, yeah. you know, uh, I was a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. And over the course of my life, I've been in a lot of wacky situations. You know, I've surfed waves that a lot of people would have died in. I, I've been surrounded by sharks in the South Pacific uh, uh, spearfishing and earthquakes and, and you know, uh other types of life-threatening situations. And I realized that, you know what, that guy goes to the bathroom the same way I do. And <laughs> yeah. he's just a man. And we're all just men at the end of the day. So don't be afraid. Yeah. And don't think, you know, I look at people and I see people for who they are, not necessarily what they have. Mm-hmm. And the content of a man's character to me is more valuable than, than amassing wealth. Any man that is hugely successful or mass as well, on some level, can appreciate a look in the eye and a good handshake, and uh, you need to be intimidated of anybody or any situation. Yep. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to the same place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. You don't get out of this life, do you? <laughs> There's only one way so, out. Yeah. 
so you just take that fear and realize, you know what? You know, if the if the meeting goes well or doesn't go well, I'm still going to get in my car that has air conditioning and drive home. I got a roof over my head. I've got a full belly. You know, you know, maybe you're in slacks and a shirt. You know, you got decent clothes on, and you know, you're not in some war torn country. You know, you're you're not in the oncology uh, uh, center at a hospital. Yeah. And life goes on, and appreciate yeah. that, and yeah. just go for it. Spectacular. I love it. How about proudest career moments? I assume you've had many, and with your charitable organization, gosh, that must bring a lot of joy to you. But is there one proudest career moment you can share with us? This is going to sound corny, but the people that know me will, will get this. The single thing that I am most proud of is the car community. Mm-hmm. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Um, they have brought so much to the, the value of my life collectively, People will pat me on the back and say, oh, you're the motor for toys guy. And I say, no, no, because if it was just me, it's just me in an empty parking lot. Uh, I'm so proud of the car community with their help, with their support, with their energy, with their donations. We have collectively, you know, raised over $5 million for needy kids, 100% charity. I can't tell you how, how the whole motor for toys charitable foundation works. The whole thing's a blessing. If you're a religious person, I'd, I'd say there's got to be some divine intervention. You know, it, it's all serendipitous. I mean, it's just incredible. I am so proud of the community that I'm part of. That's what I'm proud of. I think it's beautiful. I consider the car community my family. I see the car community more than I see my parents who are just, you know, 15 miles away because I work so much. I see more than my brother. And uh, they've always been there for me, which I greatly appreciate. They offer a tremendous amount of support. And I have, I have so much respect for the men and women who, who we, we've, we're, we're helping shape our own world in our own way, and it's a positive way. And I'm so proud of being a part of that. Well, it's wonderful. And this is a repeated theme I hear from many guests is, yeah, this show is about cars. This is about our passion for cars. But it's really about the people. And in my weekly blog, I even wrote about that one week after coming back from the Pebble Beach weekend, Monterey Racing weekend. It's about the connections, the people you get to meet, the new friends you get to make, the old friends you get to see. And uh, it's really wonderful what you created there. And the impact you're making on lives because of cars is absolutely phenomenal. So kudos to you. Kudos to the car community and those folks that help you out to achieve those goals. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you could share a memory you had with that vehicle. Well, I'll tell you, the uh, growing up, uh, uh, like I said, we're middle class. My, my, uh, my dad was a social worker for the county of L.A. My mom was a teacher. And uh, uh, we had a grandmother who worked for General Motors for 42 years. And since the time we were six or seven, you know, wow. she wasn't wealthy or anything like that. Yeah, she said. And, and, and the other side of the family, too, they worked for Fords back in Detroit. But in any event. She said, when you turn 16, I'm going to buy you a car and your brother a car. And we never, we never believed it. My brother, you know, he got that Mustang I spoke of earlier. And when I turned 17, you know, I, I was a Camaro guy. We went to the uh, GM dealer out in Thousand Oaks, California, and I had a, a, a better car <laughs> than my, my parents. Uh, she purchased a brand new 1992 Z28 5.7 No way. Automatic. Oh, gosh. 17 years old with T-tops. Oh, wow. But I'll tell you what, I felt guilty as hell. I got news for it. I felt so guilty that I wanted to give the car to my father. I have the greatest respect for my parents. Yeah. And my dad said, you know, when I was your age, I had a dream car. I couldn't have it. And your grandmother is buying this for you, and I support it. Please enjoy it. You're only a kid once. Yeah. So I, 
I was there, you know, otherwise I would have been in a, you know, a 20 year old little pickup, you know, sure, like the rest of us. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. you know, it's not like it is today where, where, you know, uh, all these kids are leasing nice cars. So that was my first car. Um, Very you know, cool. like, like any other kid with a fast car, you know, I got, got a few tickets, but, uh, that was my first car. The, the, I saved up money. I started doing the car shows. And then these guys started looking at me, particularly the old hot rod muscle car guy started looking at me and, you know, let me pop my hood and show you my car. And, and I'd been putting on these car shows, but growing up, we, you know, we didn't play with cars. We played sports and we worked on the house and had chores. So they would pop the hood and they start talking about, you know, oh, I've got a 350 in here and this carburetor and this cam and this trans and, you know, this stall converter. And it was so far over my head and I would just nod and I felt like such a fraud. Mm. So... Uh, I had saved some money and it took me about a year and a half to find it. And I bought a uh, 68 Camaro, supposedly RSSS car in dilapidated shape. So, I mean, no one else would have bought this car. I mean, it it just should have been scrapped. (laughs) It was, but, but it's all I could afford. Yeah. And I bought it and I had never worked on cars and I pulled the engine in and out and I took it all apart and I had the fenders quarter, the, the fenders done, the quarters done, put it back together, blew that motor bought a bunch of used parts off Craigslist and did a, a LS swap on it and put a modern stuff and got it running. And, and, uh, it's back in pieces right now, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that car I'll never sell because that car was an education of going to college and it, it working on that car and calling friends to help me and going on Google, how do I do this? And, and, uh, hours and hours of being in the garage, you know, on a hot summer day sure. provided such an education, but more importantly, it provided me the tools to relate to guys that I, I didn't have those tools because I just had never worked on a car. Yeah. So very fun. Uh, <laughs> what that's my fun. Camaro story. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Is there a vehicle that you've sold that you really wish you could have back in the garage? I would like to have my first car back because it was a cool car. It was a 25th anniversary car. Mm-hmm. I dreamt of having a, a IROC Z Camaro for years, and uh, I'd like to have that car back. Here and there, I've sold some cars over the years. You know, I'd, I'd find a Camaro and get it running and, and, you know, play with it for a little while and sell it, but uh, I think that'd be the car. Yeah. I, I think my 1992 Black Z 2018 top car would be the car. There you go. Is there a project yeah. you're working on right now today that really has you excited and fired up? I get these little little voices in my head uh, that <laughs> tell me to do things. Yeah. And anything I've ever done came came from this little voice, you know, whether it was Motor for Toys or Start the Car Show or Start the Car Magazine. And uh, I, in the next 30 days, I'm going to sh- start sh- shooting a uh, a pilot, which will hopefully turn into uh, my own car TV show. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I have a pretty solid uh, uh, social media database, email database, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm optimistic that I can email it out and uh, have have a, a six-minute sizzle, three 23-minute episodes, send them out for people to see, and somebody's going to call me and say, you know what, that's a great concept. You know, let's give it a go. Very that, cool. That's my goal. That's, yeah, that's my goal. well, that is exciting. Yeah, that is really, you know, I had Spike Ferriston on last month. He's just started his second season of Car match, Matchmaker, and he told me how that show came about, and he's a car guy. He was always finding cars for people, and this secretary one said to him, well, you're like a car matchmaker. And he went, I think that's an idea. And it led to a TV yeah. show. You know, they shot a pilot and here he is in his second season. So, hey, go for it, Dustin. I think that's really cool. 
I, I got to try, and it's been something I've wanted to do, and it just goes back to that tour. If I don't answer the question, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that looks back and said, you know, when, I, when I'm 80 years old saying, geez, you know, I have this idea, and I didn't have the courage or the energy or the time to do it. Yeah. I want to look back and say, you know, it worked or it didn't work, but at least I answered that question. I scratched that itch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, best wishes. We can't wait to see what Thank you come you. up with. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Dustin. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? You know, uh, I have a dream. I have a vision that I I don't think it's going to happen in the next five, ten years, but, you know, we all have to have our hopes. I one day want to be driving down PCH at dusk with my wife next to me, uh, my arm around her, and a 300 SL Roadster. (laughs) Okay, so... If you're a 300 SL Roadster, what is it about that car that links back to your psyche, your your thoughts about who you are? What is it about that car? You know, I I, I don't know. I, I I love that car. You know, I'm a muscle, I'm a diehard muscle car guy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've wanted everything. And, and I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I got married a couple of years ago. Got the greatest wife in the world. Lucked out there. And I, I call a friend who has a substantial collection, and he said, I said, you know, can I borrow a car for a wedding photo? He said, sure. And, I mean, he has a real collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple cars. I wouldn't pull my cars into his garage, right? And so there was that red convertible 300, and uh, wow. I, I think it, 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 it captures a moment in time. It captures hope for me. It's almost a vision. You see that car. I can see myself in it with my arm around my wife. You know, maybe she's got a big hat on, you know, like it's 55. And uh, I can smell the wind. I can feel it. You know, I can, I can, I can just see it. Yeah. And there's something magical about that idea, that moment to me that is so romantic that it's almost like if I get to that point, I did it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> and, and, and that's my goal. I don't have any doubts that you will have one of those in your garage. And on your show notes page, I think we're going to have a shot of you in that car, right? You sent that to me this morning. You know, I look through pictures, and, and you know, I'm known as the guy in the orange hat. I always wear, wear this bright orange hat. And uh, I did send one over as our engagement photo. You know, my wife's there with me. She supports everything that I do. Yeah, you know, cool. We have a, a, a almost two-year-old little girl who, who so far loves cars. <laughs> but, you know, I look through pictures I had, and I said, you know what, that's the picture. Yeah, because that's my dream. You're very kind to to have me on your show. And um, I hope one day, you know, I can I can go back and listen to this, you know, 20, 30 years from now. And I hope that I can look at my wife and say, hey, honey, let's go PC, you know, on PC. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. That's the hope. hope. Spectacular. So, Dustin, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology 
with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. All right, Dustin, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Sure, let's do it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, It comes from a man named Gary Wales a couple weeks ago. I was at his house and I said, Gary, I'll be 40. What advice do you have for me? What would you tell your son? (laughs) And he said, I love what you do and do what you love. Gary has been a guest here on Cars, yeah. He is quite a spectacular character. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the La Jolla Concours this past spring, and uh, wow, you're very fortunate to get some, spend some time with him. Great yeah, advice. Yeah, he is a character. Man, and the cars he builds, holy cow. He's <laughs> the guy's great. one of a kind. He really is. He's a gem. Yeah, he's awesome. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Be a man of your word. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? If I had one place I'd love for your listeners to visit, it would be the Motor for Toys website at motorfortoys.com, the number four. There you go. Uh, you, can, you can put that into uh, YouTube and look at videos and it'll tell the story. Okay. But uh, that's our car community. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our car community coming together. Every type of person, rich, poor, every type of car. And we all come together every December to do something very kind, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Awesome, awesome. We'll make sure that's on your show notes page as a link. Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? Sure. A couple quick ones. I would say uh, The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas (laughs) and Fountainhead and Alice Shrug by Anne Rand because, ladies and gentlemen, it's about perseverance. And when you have a challenging time, remember, you can get through it you can get through it, you can do it, and believe in yourself. Yes, two great books. Ayn Rand is one of my favorite authors as well, so fantastic choices. And listeners, we have a guest-recommended books page on the Cars Yow website. Just click on Resources, and you'll see them pop up. Dustin's Choice, along with all the other guests we've had on Cars Yow, 303 to date, and uh, you can pick pick up these books and enjoy them. And you can find all these links at CarsYow.com. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Dustin, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car, I think you might have already answered this question, but <laughs> but, but we'll see. You know, uh, I know car guys, their opinions on cars are changing all the time, but money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever car you'd like today. What would that one vehicle be and why? I want to drive down PCH at sunset with my wife around my arm who has stood by me at sunset on a warm summer night, wind in our hair, and look at her and, and say we've done it. And that's that, that 300SL Roadster. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of thought you'd that's say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're just spectacular cars. I've had the pleasure of driving one. And it's one of those old cars you drive that feels like 
you're driving a newer car. It's just amazing. They're just rock solid, absolutely beautiful. And you know, everyone seems to love the Gullwing, but honestly, I think I like the Roadster better. Just, uh. You know, I, I've sat in one. I've never driven one. I've never ridden one, but damn it, one day I will. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure you will. And if, you know what? If there's some listeners out there, if you have one of these things, look Dustin up. You can connect through the show notes page. Take your 300 over and give the guy a ride for goodness sake. Please, he needs a ride. And if you're really kind, you'll toss him the keys. I'm sure he'll take great care with that car. Fantastic. Dustin, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Here Out listeners and with me. If there's one parting piece of guidance you can offer us, what would that be before you drive up off the Pacific Coast Highway in that 300 SL Roadster? You know, I, I just would say that this is our world. We can shape it however we want. And I think we should all do the best job we can. Great advice. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and all the activities you're involved in? Facebook. You can go to Facebook. My name, uh, Dustin Troyan, connectedmediagroup.com, all one word, supercarsunday.com, motorfortoys.com, drivenworld.com. Fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these great links that Dustin has shared with us today at carsyad.com. Just type Dustin into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And I encourage you to visit his site, uh, help him out with the toys events. He has every year, get involved with your car community. It's so important, and you can really make a change in people's lives. Dustin, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your amazing experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!